0: the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast i'm your host rich Dotson. here all by myself that's right the podcast is a day late all for no all for not because matt is sick we had to we had to push the podcast back a day because you know our, our schedules were conflicting and then all of a sudden today Matt tells me he's feeling a little sick. He's 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 not up to par. He can't come out here and give you his opinion today on the podcast. So here I am. There's no there's no pushing it back to next week. This is crunch time, ladies and gentlemen. This is for most leagues the last regular season game of the year. That's right, if you run a six team playoff system, which a lot of teams do. Almost all my dynasty leagues run that way, given the first two teams to buy, then this is it. This is for the kit and caboodle. I don't know what caboodle is, but it sounds important because you don't get that unless you get the kit. So here we are entering week 13. Some people, they've been long gone, long gone. Some people, this is a must win week. It's a must win week for me in a couple leagues. Got to get it. Definitely a big shout-out to Melvin Gordon for hurting his knee and uh, Leonard Fournette for hurting just hurting me personally by throwing that punch. Son of a bitch, Leonard. Son of a bitch. You want to know why? Because I've waited all year because you're banged-up ass ankle, and then all of a sudden you get back in there, you're giving me back-to-back 20-point, digit, double-digit point games. I'm ecstatic. I'm glad to have you back a part of the team. And then what do you do? You get yourself suspended for week 13, one of the most important weeks out there for people that play fantasy football. And guess what, Leonard? I got a lot of shares of you. And I don't appreciate you finding your ass on the bench when I need you. Definitely with my other running back is Melvin Gordon. How dare you? How dare you? But hey, man, life goes on. Got to pull out the W somehow, some way. Uh, so that, that's kind of that's kind hurting us this week. Uh, Leonard Fournette getting to back bed the bandwagon. Good thing they trade for Carlos Hyde. He'll give you some shares. I like TJ Yeldon a little bit more this week over Leonard Fournette. Definitely in those PPR leagues. Look for Cody Kessler to get that ball out quickly, but also look for them to run the ball a lot, a lot. I feel totally comfortable starting Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon this week. But it was a big week, not only for that, for injuries. I mean, is there a week gone by, a week, where the tight end has not gotten hurt and out for the year? I mean, talking about tight ends, a lot of loose ends going around here when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah, that's right. We lost Jack Doyle for the year. He's on IR. And what if he was your only tight end and you're riding him into the promised land? There goes the promised land. See ya. What are you going to do now? I don't know. Make a move. Maybe for a guy like Eric Ebron, who's been tight end four on a year, just dominating those red zone targets. Maybe you can get him for something that's out of it for the cheap. He's still young. Not a bad option to have out there outside of Jack Doyle. They did sign Clive, Clive Walford. Uh, It is worth noting because Clive Walford, you know, drafted by the Raiders out of the U was a nice high upside prospect that's just never really put together. And the Colts do really love the run two tight end sets out there uh, when it comes to their their scheme and their system out there. So I wouldn't mind picking up Clive Walford on just like a deep Hail Mary here late in the season. Maybe and get a couple targets. Maybe if you're desperate at tight end, maybe you can pick him up and kind of show some kind of production is it likely no but that's why it's a hail mary you never it's gonna call call you know happen call yourself aaron Rodgers, and that's richard rogers on the other end you can make this go down you can make it happen you can become the champion too good luck with that good luck to me with that so we lose Leonard Fournette for a game. We lose Melvin Gordon with his knee getting banged up. He's going to be out for possibly a couple of weeks. Terrible timing for a top four fantasy running back here. Uh, and we lose Jack Doyle to the IR. We get Rex Burkhead back. Everybody excited? Psh, not me. Talking about one of the players I think is one of the most overrated players uh, over the last couple of years in fantasy football. People are talking about, like, oh, Rex is going to do this. Rex is going to do that. Rex needs to check himself, is what it needs to do, and I know it's check, but you know, checks rhymes with Rex, and I can't help myself. Sometimes I think I'm Dr. Seuss or the next Eminem. I don't know. Either way, sounds spectacular. So Rex Burkhead's coming back does not scare me at all. James Whitehead is locked in uh, as that pass catching back, and you have Sony Michelle, the studly, glorious Sony Michelle, who I've loved. And yeah, you know, Nick Chubb, you want to take him number two overall. You do a rookie redraft i'm okay with that i mean come on i love nick chubb you know nick chubb gives me a chubb just because i love the browns so much and i love nick chubb so but to me sony's still locked in as my number two overall fantasy rookie di- tight end um running back out there nick chubb is a really like, kind of like a 2a for me right now definitely when they're getting involved in a pass catching ability not ability but you know the passing game so there's that. Don't be worried about Rex coming back. Don't even think about starting Rex. We lose Andy Dalton to the year. I know out of you guys are in Superflex. super has got to be somebody there who's in a super flex league that relied on Andy Dalton, and he just came crashing down on you. He's out of the. He's on IR with uh, the thumb injury. If you are in a super flex or you need some kind of help, you can always pick up Jeff Driscoll. He looked okay versus the Browns, but it's not like the Browns secondary is like whelming awesome right now. And they had no time to scheme for him. But I like the way that Jeff did get the ball out quickly. Um, and some really nice throws there against Cleveland. So definitely worth a stash on the waiver wire. Because I know, you know, Andy Dalton has been really just kind of Andy Dalton over these last couple of years. And I think they're getting pretty close to where they can get out from under that contract. I know it's a long shot, but still, if you're in a super flex league right now, any quarterback that's a body, I will take. You know, they benched Blake Bortles out there. They're going to bring in uh Cody Kessler, another former Brown out there. Not, not exciting. Not exciting at all. Cody Kessler, just not very good. Saw my own two eyes. I've seen it. Uh, so we lose Andy Dolan. Going to hurt A.J. Green as he's coming back. But A.J. Green's talented enough where I think what I saw at Jeff Driscoll last week versus the Browns, I think A.J. Green could definitely manage right there. Was really uh, excited to get back there. Did not want to end up like 2016 uh, the year before. Coming off of the IR, there really want to finish the year. We lose Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones goes to the IR. Goodness gracious, what a week. We're just losing people. Come on, do these people not know this is the fantasy football playoffs coming upon us? We need you guys to be here healthy. We think with the Golden Tate exodus where Marvin Jones is popping here, had one of the top league leaders there in the red zone, and you know, maybe he's going to get that uh, red zone target to help us out. Uh, I'm not going to do that in IR, Marvin. Thanks for nothing. Going to be a big target increase for Kenny Galladay. Also like to Bruce Ellington. We talked about Bruce Ellington last week. We're going to slide right into that Kenny uh, Golden Tate role. Look for him to just solidify himself there for the rest of the year. Again, if you're looking for somebody, we told you last week, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. He had six target catches uh, the week, two weeks ago, six catches against last week. Could be a really nice, solid double-digit guy for you going forward. Really nice opportunities there for Bruce Ellington. Uh, Marvin Art Jones is on the IR there. Marlon Mack, likely concussed. What does this mean? We're going to see a lot more of Jordan Wilkins, and we're going to see a lot more of Naheem Hines. Uh, I like Naheem Hines there, run the ball afterwards. So I like for Naheem Hines to be uh, the guy there. If you have him, might be a nice, viable option. And a flex, or as you're running back, Two, even possibly, with Andrew Luck having that resurgence out there, uh, making a real strong push here, going to be comeback player of the year, just dominating out there, uh, bringing the Colts back to life. So I do like Naheem Hines going forward here, and I think that's it when it comes to injury news. So, of course, today, it's just me, all of myself. How long can one man talk nonstop without just losing his mind or losing his voice? Let's find out, shall we? <laughs> give me about 25 more minutes is what I'm going to give you. Uh, today we were supposed to talk about players that we wanted to buy now, today, this year, before their value goes up. And I actually put some trade offers for out for some of these guys. And I actually made one of the trades for the one of the first guys I talked about. I went through all my leagues. I actually owned them in some leagues Uh but the first guy I want to talk about here is the buy is Curtis Samuel. Now, last year we talked about some of these guys as well, you know, like Trey Burn, guys that you want to buy early before the price increased. So Curtis Samuel for the Carolina Panthers. I actually picked him up today, made a trade. I gave up a twenty twenty second for Curtis Samuel, and we all know that we value those twenty twenty second class, and definitely in the super flex league, which is the league I'm in. With my team is just okay, but I got, you know, Jared Goff, I got Baker Mayfield in that league, two solid young quarterbacks going forward here in a super flex, Devontae Adams, Sony Michelle, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson. I have a good you know, I have a decent squad. Uh you know, have Jarek McKinnon come back next year, so just this year's one of the years I'm not gonna be in it. So I traded twenty twenty second for Curtis Samuel. Why do I encourage you to go try and trade a twenty twenty second for Curtis Samuel? Well, Here's why. So, Devin Funchess is likely going to be gone out of Carolina next year. The reason they took G.J. Moore in the NFL draft. and they, Now, you got to remember, too, they took Curtis Samuel in the second round of the 2017 draft. That was only a year ago. Listen, I am not a mathematician, all right? But 2017 was just about a year ago, if my calculations do prove to be correct. I don't even need to crystal balls on this one. So, he's still a young receiver that's really dealt with a lot of injuries. Last year started this the injury with this year was real slow, but look for him to come in and really solidify himself as a solid number two receiver. Him and GJ Moore can be equal number one receivers out there. Really like Curtis Samuel coming out of Ohio State. Really big explosive athlete who they can even utilize sometimes anything happened to Chris, Christian McCaffrey and his role behind the line of scrimmage when it comes to pass catching. But Curtis Samuel is somebody who's really starting to show me that he can produce at a high level in the NFL. This is somebody who, uh, on a year, is only wide receiver 64. So people aren't going to really appreciate him uh, for what he's done in a year. Definitely if they drafted him and had to deal with all his injuries over these last couple years. But since over the last five weeks, right, through so through, we're talking about weeks 8 through 12, he's wide receiver 24 on the year in PPR leagues. So when he's coming back, he came back to get healthy. So we go all the way back to week eight. This is week thirteen we're going to. If you start at week eight when Curtis Samuel is really healthy, he's been wide receiver twenty four on the year. Now, again, not trying to bust out here and be Euclid, uh or uh Abid you know, the other guy, Abcadabris. You guys know you know you know what I'm talking about. So, he's he's been wide receiver 24, which makes him, in my calculations again, right, not trying to be Professor Dobson, a wide receiver too. Wide receiver 24 on the year since week 8. Those are good numbers. He's young, 22 years old, young, super young, on a rookie contract, second-round pick. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey— this is an offense that I want to have some action on, right? So who are the weapons here? Well, it's going to be DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that a wide receiver too, whether it be low end, whether it be high end, I think that can get even a little uptick a little bit with as Curtis Samuel, you know, just acclimates himself into this offense even more through the rest of this year and go into the next year, which is where I'm really going to like him as Devin Funchess is really removed from that offense. I can't tell you there, there. There's nobody going to draft in the second round without crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. It's going to be a wide receiver too. Curtis Samuel, in my eyes, is absolutely worth a twenty twenty second round pick. And I countered, you know, my first offer I put out there was a twenty nineteen second. And I think I offered him just some like, you know, Allen Hearns. just another receiver that I was going to. I kind of want to get off of my roster altogether. And he countered back with a twenty twenty second and 2021 third. and. Uh, to be honest if it, if i told myself if it really boiled itself down to it, i would have done that i know i didn't really care about the 21 21 third that's a that's a pick i can get back easily down the road when we're looking three years ahead but of course i wanted to counter that and see if i could just get him for a 20 20 second i know we didn't want the 2019 second but i knew how valuable that 2020 20 second was definitely my team being in the middle of the pack right now where i don't expect it to be in that 2020 class. No problem giving up a pick two years down the road for a wide receiver two now that's extremely young that technically I could put back in my taxi squad because I still have the rights to him. Won't be have those rights next year. But I really like Curtis Samuel going forward. I think now is the time to attack on Curtis Samuel. I'm not even going to let it get much farther on the year there as he gets that bump there. But a lot of people are going to look at his overall stats on the year. If you look at those at the end of the year, you can use those as, you know, some kind of fluff for you. Hey, he's wide receiver sixty four on a year, guys. I can't give too much for him. But again, last five weeks, wide receiver twenty four. Curtis Samuel, go out there, make the move, throw some offers, do some fancy dancing out there, get him on your roster. Don't hesitate. Twenty twenty second get it get it done. I know. I just did it an hour ago. God bless me. Next guy. Now, this guy's going to be a little bit more expensive, but when it comes to more expensive, um, I'm looking here right around a mid-2019 first for this next guy. Could probably get it done today. We're talking about Chris Godwin, another member of that 2017 rookie class. All right? Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody throws the ball more than the Tampa, Buccane- Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're, th- this year, they're top three in pass attempts. Top three, with Jameis Winston. He loves to chuck the ball. I don't look for that to. I don't look for that to stop. And you're looking for a team that they're going to get rid of Deshaun Jackson after this year. He's not going to be on the team. This is a team that you know. I know Jameis loves Cameron Brate, but they can easily get out of that Cameron Braid extension after this year. There's no more guaranteed money. And when it comes to Chris Godwin, he's really showed us you know the 24 year that he could be a solid producer. Right now, with everything that's going on out there in Tampa Bay, he's currently wide receiver 31 on the year, which is pretty good. And people are going to value that for where he's been coming into his second year. And that's why I'm thinking a 2019 mid-first-round pick should get it done for a guy like Chris Godwin. Definitely for a team maybe that's missing a first-round pick or they feel like they're in a rebuild mode and don't want to be patient. Chris Godwin's shown a lot so far. I know he's ninth in the NFL right now. Uh, when it comes to contested catch it. I think he's got like a 60% catch rate when it comes to contested catches. Pretty damn good if you ask me. Chris Godwin, some of you were talking about going into the year, and some might not look at it as where he hasn't produced enough for them, but I am satisfied with those numbers with all that has transgressed out there in Tampa Bay, being a wide receiver 31. I can live with that. That's a wide receiver three wide receiver 3s help you win championships. You need those kind of guys. So, I mean, maybe there's a move you can make for a player. Maybe you could try and, you know, put an offer on that you feel comfortable first with got Chris Godwin, see if he rejects it, see see if he comes back with a counter, and then bust out the 2019 first and see where that gets you. Maybe start a little bit lower or just go right in with the first. Um I think sometimes with Godwin, I think you would know your league better than I would and the owner And how they feel about draft picks if you just dive right in and say, hey, man, got this mid-first round pick for you next year. Come and get it. Because right now, we're looking at next year's rookie class. And, you know, I'm slowly starting to dive myself in here and really start to kind of gather the information I want to have to get ready for the offseason. It looks like it's going to be right around pick nine uh today where that rookie class is going to drop off where we're going to have a really deep class of receivers we're going to have a couple good tight ends and a couple good running backs as of right now none of the running backs really overly uh jump out me jump out at me to make me like love them you know like david montgomery's really good but this receiving class is nice uh probably have a nice six solid good receivers here no a fan tight end uh, a couple good tight ends in here as well so for me a mid-round pick, somebody else is going to like that, but I don't, I'd don't. most likely be taking a receiver there anyways. So why not grab a guy who I have faith in It's uh, going to be offsetting a guy like Mike Evans on an offense that throws the ball a ton that doesn't really have an established running game out there at Peyton Barber. So Chris Godwin is somebody I definitely want to buy. Probably the most expensive prospect we're going to talk about today here because I'm only talking about one, two, three, four, five guys here because I thought Matt was going to be here to have – Another five guys. So that's where the problem comes in. Uh, don't have the the longest list in the world. So for me, Chris Godwin, first round pick, no problem whatsoever giving up. You got to pay to play people for Dynasty Fantasy football. You got to pay to play. And right now that's don't good up for Chris Godwin and maybe he doesn't really doesn't like it. maybe you can wait to the offseason and let this like draft hype really start to build up and let the people start to fall in love the, with these receivers. and then as the off season comes, people will be like oh Chris Godwin was a wide receiver three. oh man, I have the chance to get uh DJ Metcalf DJ Metcalf. you know what I, I can get him there. He's gonna be way better than Chris Godwin. That might not be true. You know, I know his uncle is Eric Metcalf. I know he's got that lineage there. But uh, listen, I love me some Eric Metcalf. Returning two punts versus Pittsburgh. Psh, God bless Eric Metcalf. Dude's a stud. Love them. But again, give me Chris Godwin. Another guy I want to make a move for. Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. Fourth-round pick for the Denver Broncos. Now, when he was coming out, we were talking about his footwork, his body control, his route running. Real nice, good comp to Emmanuel Sanders. And Emmanuel Sanders is definitely something to get out from under after this year as well. Uh, I should have looked up his contract. I, th- I don't know if he's 100% a free agent this year. But we were talking in the beginning of the year where uh, after the draft class, is going to be Cortland Sun and Deshaun Hamilton. That's the future there in Denver. Then a trade away to Thomas to get more shares to Cortland Sun. But also, Vance McDonald just a couple weeks ago, he was also talking about the head coach out there in Denver was talking about not only they want to get more touches for Cortland Sutton, but they really want to get Deshaun Hamilton a little bit more involved as well, give him an expanded role. And he's one of those players who hasn't done anything this year. And there's always those guys that I liked that I had, you know, as late first round picks or high second round picks in my rookie draft from the year before that don't do anything that I try to attack with future picks at the end of the year. Those are always you know, you you could throw guys like Mike Kosicki on that list. A tight end I really liked, it takes a couple years to develop to try and get at the end of the year. But all the guys that I like last year that didn't produce, I like to throw offers at at the end of the year for them again. And that's where Deshaun Hamilton comes in. So maybe Deshaun Hamilton owner took him in the second round, right, of your draft in last year, which is, seems right around right. That's one hundred percent right for Deshaun Hamilton. Maybe somehow he you win in your third in your league. Most likely went a second. You know, maybe you can get away with offering him a second and a player, uh, a, a player you just kind of want to get out from under that holds a little bit of value. Maybe you get away with offering him a second and a third uh, in a player that you want to get out from under. I have no problem with that. I think Deshaun Hamilton is going to be a nice talent here going forward in Denver. Definitely when he gets really involved here to offset Cortland Sutton in a PPR like he might be something that could outproduce Cortland Sutton when it comes to fantasy football points. Hasn't done much now, but I think he should to be really good value, a guy who I want to attack at the end of the year. Again, he got taken for a second. Here comes draft season. I'm giving up a second. I'm giving up a third. And I might even give up a player here for the guy like Deshaun Hamilton. Definitely in a weaker draft class, which is... What I'm seeing in this 19 class is, it's going to be a lack of depth class. So, me give up a second, third, hell, you give a fourth and fifth for all I care. I mean, take them all. You're pretty much just helping me, taking out the trash, taking all those picks. I ain't got time to stash those in my taxi squad, just cut them two years later. <sighs> Flush those turds right down the toilet. Just give me some of that Deshaun Hamilton. Speaking of rookies, I want to buy them in the year. My next two guys are also other guys I want to attack. Now, again, another guy that's going to be a little bit more expensive is a guy like Dallas Goddard. Now, when I mentioned Mike Kosicki earlier, he might be actually cheaper than Dallas Goddard. But I guarantee Mike Kosicki got drafted higher. Currently, Zach Ertz, tight end number one on the year. But Dallas Goddard's tight end number 24, that's a really low-end Low as you could possibly get, tight end number two on a year, which I know when it comes to tight ends is Garbo. But Dallas Goddard was our number one rate tight end going into the offseason, going into our rookie draft evaluation. He was our number one tight end easily. And here he is showing his rookie year, which is really hard to do when it comes to rookie tight ends to give us production early. I mean, there's not a lot of do it. They go out there and do it besides a guy like, like Gronk. So for me to show what he's already shown uh, in three years with Carson Wentz, Dallas Goddard's going to be a nice touchdown machine. He's going to be what Zach Ertz is now. And what is Zach Ertz now? I just mentioned literally seconds ago. Zach Ertz is tight end one on a year. Tight end one, hun. Gotta love that tight end one. Those are guys that help you win championships. So Dallas Goddard, Say you have a big tight end hole. You got a big hole at tight end, right? Uh, and you need help there. Now, he's not going to fill that hole right away. But say say you're a championship caliber team and you got like a tight end that you don't overly love, but you're trying to set yourself up for the future. Why not give up pick 12 for Dallas Goddard? Why not? If you have the potential to get a future top five dynasty tight end, you're telling me you wouldn't give up a first round pick for that? a late first round pick. I just mentioned before, like I think this draft class is going to be as strong uh, as just about the last class. over. I think since what about 2016, somewhere around there, 17. can't remember that last week class we had the devil wasn't 17, 16, 15, uh, the Corey Coleman class. So, if you need a tight end there, you're going to be looking at tight end late in the first anyways. What, they take a couple of years to develop. Why not jump on it? They can run a two tight end set out there even more as he develops even more with Dallas Goddard. If you're looking at somebody took somebody, Dallas Goddard, in the second or possibly the third, I was in a league where I got Dallas Goddard in the fourth. I mean, I was sick to my stomach with the, just because how excited I was to get him that late. But if somebody took him mid-third, late-third, and then... Here we are less than 12 months later. Somebody's offering them a first form. They might go from six to midnight. They're going to go. They're going to be jumping out of their booties for an offer like that. Unless they just love Dallas Goddard or they're just an Eagles fan. Then you're in trouble. But maybe you go a little bit lower. Maybe if they take him in the third, maybe you can say the same thing. You offer him a second and something, you know, a couple players you don't want roster space clearing. And maybe they reject it. And then you come back and you say, hey, I'll give you my 19 first because it's a late first. I'm only saying this if it's a late first because that's where I'm looking at this. I'm not going to get anywhere in these. I'm not going to give a mid-round pick for a guy like Dallas Goddard. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, Rich, you're talking crazy here. giving a late first for Dallas Goddard in 19 draft. But I would. I would. I had a first round grade going into him last year. The situation scared me after he got drafted there because of Zach Ertz. I I hate when I do that. I shouldn't have done it. The talent's there, so why not give up a late first if you need tight end help? Now, granted, it's only if you need tight end help. But even if I had Zach Ertz on my roster, and I feel really good about it. But I have no back end tight end. I have no problem giving giving him a late first then too because then I'm locking down that position. I have it. I have the you know the heir apparent to Zach Ertz. I'm okay with that as well. If I feel like I need a, another solid tight end, I think that's where Dallas Goddard is going to be. Next guy on the list, Deion Kane, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts. T.Y. is going to be a little bit older, and they still haven't really solidified their number two receiver out there in Indianapolis. And that's somebody that they, they're really going to have to like figure out. Do they sign somebody in the offseason? Well, that might take back this Deion Kane. Uh, trade offer a guy I want to obtain, but what if they don't? And what if they do? And it doesn't matter because Deion Cain's just too legit to quit and call him MC Hammer because you know he's he's six foot two. He's solid. He had a great preseason. Remember how good he was in the preseason before? Right around August 10th, he tore that ACL. Very strong he looked, very strong. And he tore that in August, so he's gonna come back fully healthy next year. And again, this is a position I know the Colts have a lot of money. But I'm still not backing off my position of where I think the Colts are going to sign Le'Veon Bell. I said that week one of this year. I said I tweeted out. Go back and look. I said, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to look great in a Colts uniform. I'm not backing off that position. I even rubbed the crystal balls this weekend just to see if that was still going to come true. And it said, yes, Rich, they're absolutely going to come true. I saw Le'Veon Bell. He's playing horseshoes. What else is that supposed to mean? He's going to be a Colt. Right, I have another way to interpret this. I mean, he's not going to be a Denver Bronco, so he's going to be a Colt. What else is he doing? With horseshoes in his hands. So that's going to take up a lot of space. So are they going to spend a lot of money on you know a running back and a wide receiver? Definitely with Deion Kane showing well. Maybe they'll use that to attack the position and draft a little bit. But I like Deion Kane coming next year in that offense. Definitely with, with Andrew Luck is what he's been showing here, coming back from his shoulder injury, getting better every single week, single-handedly carrying the Colts. We saw what the Colts are without Andrew Luck. They're a top-five pick team. Remember when Peyton Manning was on the Colts and then he wasn't and they had a first overall pick? That's the kind of talent Andrew Luck is right now. And they're protecting them behind that line. They invest in the offensive line there. So I like Deion Kane going the next year. And you got to be able to get Deion Kane. For super cheap. Now Deion Kane is somebody I'm probably gonna wait till like after the off season's coming through, and I'm gonna try and figure out a way to get Deion Kane without like making it overly obvious I want him. But this is somebody if I have a late second round pick going to the nineteen, he's come up with the ACL injury, he's done absolutely nothing. He's probably got drafted in the third round. I have no problem giving a twenty nineteen late second round for a guy like Deion Kane going into next year. I think it's a good investment. I like that investment. You know, a late 19 second, you're not mortgaged in the future. You have a high upside player that showed really good in the preseason at the NFL lover level, had time, you know, to learn the system, be there in the meeting rooms, get a nice rapport there, hopefully get work out with Andrew Luck in the offseason. So I think year two could be a big stepping stone for Deion Kane and could be a big stepping stone for your dynasty team. You need some receiver help? Go ahead and go out there and get some Deion Kane. So those are my five guys. Those are my five young guys that I think you should go out there and trade for today. Curtis Samuel, wide receiver Panthers. Chris Godwin, wide receiver Tampa Bay. Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver Denver Broncos. Deion Kane, wide receiver Colts. Dallas Goddard, tight end Philadelphia Eagles. Throw Mike Kosicki in there too if you try and get him. I know. I don't have any running backs. when know why? Running backs is too fluid of a situation. They come, they go. Teams draft running backs super high, like in the first round, and then you have undrafted guys or super late drafted guys, like Philip Lindsay and Chris Carson out here just going, "Son, you don't even need to do that nonsense." Too fluid for me. If you're if you're young and you're not producing now, psh, I ain't got time to wait on you because the next the next batch is coming in. And wait till this 2020 class comes along. They're going to be taking a lot of people's jobs. I ain't got time for that. No time. It's like I got more time for this podcast. I've been talking for 31 minutes nonstop. Look at me go. I'm like the mighty mouse of talking. Not really. Not really at all, actually. People talk much longer. That's it. It's a shorter episode. But at least we got an episode out, right? A minus for effort. B plus for effort. Eh, whatever. Give me what I can take. Uh, in the meantime, I want to wish everybody luck going into week 13 if you need it. If you've already locked up that first round by, you're locked up a playoff appearance. Pff, congrats, man. Get ready for that. Get ready for the playoffs. Don't be cocky because anything can happen. One big game like Christian McCaffrey coming out there scoring 50 points on you. Toast toast with extra jelly and butter. And if you're out of the playoffs, pah, good. You get a top six pick. You'll be happy with that top six pick this year. You'll get a good receiver. You might even have a chance at the number one running back. Yeah, if you need a good tight end, you'll get a new tight end, too. Remember, it's Dynasty Fantasy Football. Even when you're losing, you're winning, and that's what you're doing. All right? So you're just going to be a draft talk way ahead of everybody else. And as we get through this, uh, as these playoffs start to roll through here, I'm going to start gathering my rookie information starting here over the next couple of weeks Uh As we get a little bit more time as the holidays come, I'm going to start gathering stuff right at the end of the year. We're going to have our first rookie mock draft. And then, there we go. Going to get right back into these rookies and really start breaking them down. And remember, the Dynasty Nerds podcast gives you the most accurate rookie breakdown information anywhere you're going to find. And I I think it's safe to say the world. Uh, I would stack Matt and I's rookie breakdowns and evaluations down against anybody literally in a world, our hit rate on these rookies has been tremendous over the last four and a half years. Uh, don't mind us that; and it might sound arrogant or uh, like an ass, but I mean, that's the truth. That's why a lot of people probably even listen to this show for rookie breakdowns because we kill it, slaughter it every single year. Uh, so I can't wait to start getting back into that. These fantasy season, seasons they go back they go by way so quick, way too quick, but it's over almost. For some people, it's over. It's been over. For some of us, it'll be over after this week and then a week after that. But even after that, we've only got three more weeks after that and then everybody's over. Hopefully some people are standing around champions. In the meantime, if you need some help and you want to talk some fantasy football, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. You can have the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. I mentioned last week on a pod, we're looking for some new, some new writers. got about four people that reached out to me about that, which is pretty sweet a couple more i think got in today uh so we're bringing some new writers Look, really excited bringing some new writers for this off season uh to help us break down some of these rookies and just you know get us really some good content on the site during the off season for fans dynasty fantasy football just as much information to talk about in the off season if not more than there is in season definitely comes with rookie breakdowns and evaluations so Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day for that. Just updated my uh, rankings. We'll have that new ranking system up soon where me, Matt, and a couple other writers will be doing rankings on a complete overhauled system, which you guys will love. Make sure you check out the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. Uh, if you want to get on there, just get on DynastyNerds.com. Click on the group chat. Over 3,000 members. We're officially over 3,000 members on there. There's so much conversation on that. Just think of a forum. Plus some, if you hate Facebook, that's fine. I don't love Facebook either, but you can create a Facebook page account just to literally use to go on the Facebook group page. You don't even have any friends on Facebook. Don't request anybody. You don't need to see their kids and their cat photos. You don't need that. You don't need that, but you need to, you need the dynasty information. You, you need opinions. You need polls. There's so much stuff on that dynasty group page every single day. Hundreds and hundreds of topics to talk about. Can't love that thing enough. If you want Christmas is coming up, you wanna buy some of pretty sweet dynasty gift, check out the Dynasty Nerd shirts, Dynastynerds.com, most comfortable shirt you'll ever wear. Guaranteed to increase your high five intake. Guaranteed to make yourself look better. Guaranteed just make you feel better. Dynasty Nerds. Check it out. Until then, we'll be back next year. Not next year, next week with Matt and myself. Hopefully if he's not dead. I hope he lives through this. Good luck, Matt.